Do you long to walk where Jesus walked, sail the Sea of Galilee, and sit under the olive trees in the Garden of Gethsemane? Then join me and Bible teacher Carol McLeod in Israel, March 27th through April 5th, 2023. We would love to have you. Find out more details at angeladonadio.com. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donadio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Is it possible to fearlessly, sincerely, and intentionally pursue a life in Christ as a modern young woman? Well, Callie Logan is a fresh voice of encouragement for women longing to navigate today's challenges with authentic faith. And listen, if you're not a woman, don't tune out because this episode is also going to be for you. Her debut book, Hang In There Girl, offers a candid conversation about relationships, waiting well, and knowing who you are in Christ. I had the honor and privilege of endorsing her debut book. This episode is for young women, moms, sisters, and dads who need the courage to look past society's pressures and look to the word. Welcome, Callie. I'm so excited to host you here on the Make Life Matter podcast. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here. We finally made this happen. We've been trying for a while. Ever since I read your book, I was like, oh my goodness, I want to have her on the show. I loved it. I love that you're such a needed voice in your generation. And uh, it's just so honored to have you here. Thank you. I'm so humbled to be here. And thank you again for your endorsement and just your kindness. I'm just delighted. Oh, you're so welcome, Kelly. Well, you are a U- U.S. history teacher. You're a senior writer for crosswalk.com and you have a BA degree from Regent University right here in my backyard. Uh-huh. And you've served as a small group leader for high school girls. So you really have your pulse on what they're feeling and what's what they're walking through. For several years, you've been doing this. So you enjoy challenging your students to develop deeper relationship with God. So can you share how your life experiences, especially as I was just kind of listing some of that has shaped the desire you had to write this book, especially for modern young women? Yeah, I have had just such a blessed opportunity Um, for the past several years. I've worked with, um, I started with them when they were in middle school and uh, the last group of them now are graduating high school with these, these high school girls. And then um, shortly after I started working with youth, I actually took on a job to become um, a teacher too. And uh, I always kind of had my office as one. I really wanted the kids to feel safe. I wanted them to feel that I was someone that they could talk to and that would be a good role model in their lives because I, you know, I realized the opportunity the Lord was giving me and being a teacher. Mm. And, you know, I take that as so much more than just academics because, you know, when you, I think one of the highest honors that the Lord can bestow on a person is to be a voice in the life of a child. Um, And so I always kind of had this open door policy with my office. And so, you know, pre-pandemic when we were in the classroom, um, you know, I'd have it as a nice space. I had this coffee maker in my office and the kids could come in. Oh, I love that. It was so sweet. We also, I had overabundance of Oreos and chocolate and there was a joke. I was the Oreos teacher because I always <laughs> had a sleeve of Oreos for the girls if they mm. wanted to come in and, and we would just talk and we'd have real talk and, um, 
go back and forth. And, and that's kind of where a lot of this concept of the book came from, because I realized so many of the questions and things that they were facing were things mm. that I had faced as a teen. And I, sure. um, and I had questions too, or whatever else. And the Lord was so kind in that along the way, he provided people, um, women in my life, whether it was my mom or someone else to speak into me. And a lot of the things I learned along the way were just trial and error, but um, I saw the great need and the repetitive questions that would come about. And that's what inspired this book really um, was just wanting to be that authentic and kind big sister in Christ. Um, Yeah. And you even say that in the back cover copy is, you know, and in the book, just imagine this as a cup of coffee with a big sister in Christ. What was maybe one or two of the questions that you found kind of emerging out of these conversations? Was there a trend or a couple of things that you thought, wow, this is really something I need to lean into as I'm writing? Yeah, um, I'd say probably number one was boys. Um, I think anytime you're talking to teenage girls, at some point, boys are going to come up. But but one of the biggest things I saw in need and in question was just the idea of self-worth and putting that value on yourself as God sees you and as the the person and the creation and the beautiful daughter that God sees. And, um, and so that was one that I really sought to address in the book, um, and, and saw and felt the call. And the other one was really comparison, just seeing yes. where a lot of girls were comparing themselves to others or people that they saw on TV or social media. Social yeah. media. Yeah. yeah. And such that an was issue. Such, a, such a thing. And just really honing in and seeing with this generation coming up. Um, you know, at least when when I was in high school, Facebook didn't become available for the general public unless you were in college until like my senior year Mm. and so I was blessed that I kind of was like that last sliver there to avoid some of that major um comparison thing when it comes to social media but these kids now it's every day and it's constant that's so true and if you're a parent listening or like my age my, my children are you know 22 and 25 like we may not be able to fully grasp like you're saying believe it or not I mean I'm dating myself but I did not have internet, even in, in college. I mean, it sounds like I lived in the dark ages, but, um, like it's almost hard for us. We won't fully be able to understand and grasp what it has been like for this younger generation, which would really be gen X, gen Y on the, Mm -hmm. on that lower end of millennial, even, um, growing up where they knew nothing but that. And so the pressures, the intrinsic pressures, if we feel that being older as women, and I write a lot about comparisons and those same kind of feelings that we navigate, imagine what it's like trying to be 12 and 14 and 16 and 18 and navigating this on, on such a global scale. And Callie, are you married or single yourself? I am single right now. Yeah, Yeah, I knew that, but I want our listeners to know that. So you're also speaking as a single woman two single women. I mean, really the book is for moms, for sisters, for girlfriends, but you really wanted this to be a a resource for young women who are finding their identity in Christ and wanting to ground their relationships in a way that would be lasting and would have a biblical foundation. That's what I love so much about this. You're such a, a fresh voice. You write in such a way that is so accessible 
to younger modern women, but it's also very rich and you include biblical content, personal examples. Tell us how the book came to be published. I know a little bit about your story, but that might be interesting for someone who's listening. Yeah, that was a, a really, really cool story for me. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I am a firm believer that we must worship the Lord in spirit and in truth mm. um, and letting our, our hearts and our minds being guided by the Holy Spirit. Um, and Ezekiel 36, I'm praying to have a heart, um, not of stone, but of flesh, one that is led mm. by the spirit is one of the prayers that I pray over other people and myself a lot. And I, I really take that. And um, so the story of how the book came to be published was kind of neat. I was working on another project with a dear friend of mine and we were having a great time with it. It was a children's book. Um, and it's something that we really hope to pursue more one day. And I was talking to different publishers and what have you. And a couple of days before my mom actually came to me and, and she is such a prayer warrior. She's such a praying mama. And I look up to her so much. And she was like, hey, remember that project that you worked on, that manuscript that you wrote a couple of years ago? Um, the teen book is kind of what she would call it. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I was praying the other day. And I really feel like that you need to pursue that one. That's mm -hmm. the one that you need to be sharing and, and getting published. And, um, you know, of course, I, I was like, oh, well, my, my focus had been on this children's book. And I was like, yeah, you know, okay, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. And if the Lord opens the door, mm. then that's just this little note that, you know, that I'll take forward. So I was talking to different publishers and I, I ended up talking to Bridge Logos and they were like, very kind. They, you know, they were like, hey, thank you so much for considering us for your children's book. We actually don't do children's, um, but best of luck. And so I remembered what my mom had said. And I was like, you know, what would it hurt? You yeah. know, the Lord gave that to her for some reason, and he's only ever given her for me, maybe two or three words ever that were that kind of profound. Mm. And, um, and I knew to listen and I felt it in my own spirit. And so I was like, Lord, if you want this, then let it be so. And so I, I wrote them back and I said, Hey, any chance you guys would be interested, um, in a teen encouragement book. And they were sure we'll take a look, you know, we'll take a gander. And so it was funny because I was actually on vacation. I had been camping in Boundary Waters in Minnesota, um, which is nearly in Canada. So I had been wow. in the woods for several days, come out of the woods, finally got internet access again, got their email back, um, sent the manuscript over, not expecting to hear anything for, for a while, and then heard back from them um, a couple weeks later, and they really loved the book. Mm. And I was so elated that I might have screamed so loud I blew out my left eardrum for a couple wow. days because yeah. <laughs> um, I just was so that's excited. such an exciting moment yeah and and that's how the book came to be published um and I love that we share the same publisher on my first three books were published with bridge logos, which is how I came across you. They reached out and said, Hey, we have a new author. And what would you think about endorsing her? And we share a mutual friend in Melissa Eady. And if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I have hosted Melissa right here. And first I shared her story and then she came back to talk about her book, which was held. And I represented her on that project to bridge logos. So that was so exciting. So we, have a lot of things in common. Kelly, I want to drill down on something you just said, because, you know, for people that are listening, number one, I love the fact that you have um, just demonstrated this, the 
importance and value of a praying mom. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you're a mom and maybe you're struggling with your teen right now, um, the teenagers can be really tough on a mom and a parent or even a young adult. I have just found young adult years to be boy, they're just, there's hardly a roadmap, you know, it's just here, there and yonder and trying to find your way through it. And so this book is so helpful in so many ways, but I love how you just demonstrated, look, a praying mom is so critical. So I want to encourage our moms. If you're listening, don't get discouraged. Your prayers matter. You may not see the fruit of it immediately, but Callie is just literally visible evidence. If you're watching on YouTube, just visible evidence of don't, don't quit. Don't give up on that. And Callie, what, what, I don't know if you learned from her or just in your own walk with the Lord, but you said, I knew to listen. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be really an insightful statement. There's so many of us, even twice your age that have still not understood the value of that or have learned and trained our ear. I knew to listen. So when the Lord is speaking, we can miss a God opportunity. We can miss a God step or a God assignment because we have not tuned our ear to listen. So I know that's not really our entire conversation, but if we don't listen well, we can't wait well. We can't do some of the other things that you've talked about. Um, I want to ask you, and maybe it's what you mentioned a little bit earlier when I asked about some of the questions, but maybe expound on it a bit. What do you think is one of the greatest relationships challenges for modern women today? What are they facing that maybe we as older women may not understand, but what do you think is one of the greatest relationship challenges for young women? Um, I think one of the biggest, um, are you meaning romantically or with God? Yeah, I would say either one, actually, that's a really good answer. Uh, maybe one of each, you know, I think a lot of it is the value that is placed on, on themselves. And I think, I think in a, in a weird way that can also go both ways as relationship with God and relationship, uh, be it romantically, you know, um, yeah. it's putting that value on yourself and realizing that you are created in the image of God, mm. that you are a chosen daughter or son, yeah. that you are somebody who, who God has invited in. Mm. Um, and I love what you said about, you know, not missing those invitations. Cause I think about Samuel, you know, he was, I, too. You know, I, just, I almost said that I'm like, you reminded me of Samuel when you said that. Yeah. Well, eight, nine years old. And I love the Hebrew mm. that he says, here I am, Lord, you know, he's, oh. he's being called and, and he's, God says, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And he almost doesn't know what to do at first, but you know, he had been taught to say, here I am, you know, wow. and, and it was wow. in that invitation of saying, here I am. And he's invited into not just the assignment the Lord had for him, but the sonship, right? That's so and good. So that connection with the Lord. And so I think in both relationship with God and relationship romantically, realizing first who we are to God yeah. is vital and that we are worthy and that we are worthy of love and of respect and of kindness. And I think if we have that correct with the Lord, then that funnels through romantically and placing that value upon ourselves and, and not compromising, you know, to things that we know even deep down that are not for us or, or waiting upon the Lord yeah. and allowing him to, um, lead and direct and give us insight into what we are to do next. And I, so I think one of the biggest things I have seen is just that idea of worth. And I think especially with, and I think social media has an opportunity to be um, a place of light or a place of darkness. True. I think depending on the lens and the focus that we place 
when we step into social media, when we open an app, who we're following, who we're allowing content to come into is really indicative of that. And, um, but I think when we place ourselves first and foremost, that I am worthy mm. of love, that I am worthy of, you know, respect, that I am worthy of being considered a daughter or son of God, and then going into these places, um, we can see it just, I don't know. I think there's, there's a richness that can come from that. Yeah and and what have you and I think that hinges off forward so I think really one of the biggest things that relationships need right now is just that inner identity worth so that's so good I'm glad you clarified that because even as I'm, I'm thinking back to how I spoke about social media I spoke about it almost as if it's entirely a negative space and I live on social media as well I have online communities so you're right it's not that it's a good or bad place it's it can it can lean negative if we're looking to it to prove our worth or to validate our worth rather than it's a space for community. It's a space for encouragement. I try to bring a voice of encouragement and I know that you do as well on social media. So thank you for kind of reframing that. Listen, it's just, do we have, we grounded our worth in the word, which is what we talk about here on the podcast, rather than the narrative of the world and why that is so crucial to know who we are in Christ before we go into any space, whether it's a relationship, it's online, it's school, it's wherever, it's not looking for those places to be our source of validation or our source of worth, but those are an extension of our, our relationship with Christ is paramount. And then once that is solid, then these other things can fall into place. So thank you for clarifying that. And and you can hear guys just in her answer there. This girl's got some depth to her too, Callie. So um, I appreciate you bringing in like just so much biblical truth within the book of hanging there girls. So talk about a couple of the messages that are in the book, maybe a couple of chapters or key themes that you wanted to make sure God addressed as you were writing this. Yeah, thank you. And I, and I also wanted to say, I, I thoroughly enjoy your social media because I, I see it as such a beacon of light. And thank so you. I want to convey that to you that you really do a great job of that. Thank you. Um, and that's really evident of, of the heart within. Um, just, so. just a pure confession here. Like I'm just learning how to do reels and I'm like, okay, I just figure out one thing and I'm too old for this. And now it's another thing. And I'm like, just figure out how to make, take a decent picture to put on Instagram. And now I got to do the, the reels and the, this and the, that. So I totally uh, agree. I am on 29. I'll be 30 in a couple months. And it took me two days to figure out how to work TikTok. And my brother who's six years younger was like, what's your problem? It's right. I know. Hard. Right. <laughs> I think I had a TikTok channel for like a minute. Like literally I was like, ah, ah it's not worth it. So my daughter's always like, you sure get my on TikTok? I'm like, no, nah, I'm really okay. I'm Facebook and Instagram. It's okay. I'm just going to make that work. But I agree. Like, I'm there because it's another place to connect with people. Friends and family live all over the country, all over the world. I do a lot of work internationally. So I've got a lot of extended friends there, but you do, you you are a voice in communities outside of just like my local church or people that know me locally. And we control what we're posting there and what we're consuming. So we have an opportunity to do that. So thank you so much. It's so kind of you to say that, but, um, and that's a great place to also even kind of see what people are talking about, what needs are rising to the surface, especially in your generation, Gen X, Gen Y. So yeah, thank you. That was very kind, but talk about whether it's even through what you've seen, what you've experienced personally, why did you choose maybe, you know, a couple of the messages that are in the book? Why were those so important for you to cover? 
Well, you know, I, everything I do, and I mean this in, in complete genuine heart, I, I do it with the Lord. And so I actually sat down and I had this massive notebook that spanned. I mean, I think if anyone looked at it, they'd think I was a mad scientist or something. Um, you know, maybe literary scientist of a sort, but I, I wrote down all of the different ideas and all of the different things that I kept seeing just either were common themes or that I really felt the Lord impressing upon my heart to mm. really talk about. And, and as I mentioned, I, I talked about comparison a lot because what I had seen was even, you know, in the years after high school where you're coming out of high school, some people would go to college and some people would go to career and some people, you know, we just get married right away, all these different things. And there was this kind of threat of feeling behind, right? In some mm. way or another. So if you were career focused, maybe you felt behind in relationship or if you were relationship focused, you felt mm. you know, behind in career. And so I really wanted to address that from kind of that early twenties viewpoint of where you're still kind of, you know, you're coming out of high school, you're coming out of college. So you're not deeply into, you know, your deeper twenties, but I really wanted to, to tackle that and just to kind of address the elephant in the room. So I think as women, you know, we really try to stand confident in who we are, but each of us has something that we are mm. feeling insecure about. That's good. Um, and so I really wanted to just kind of address that where, because I think once we allow that to be, you know, we let it out, we can express our vulnerabilities. That's where connection can happen because without being vulnerable, you can't have connection. Mm, that's so true. So that was one of the things I really wanted to highlight and that, and then um, other things were just in the relationships. And I talk about some of the relationships I've had and um, places where, you know, I was kind of going in my own way, you know, I was talking to or seeing somebody and, and I knew, and I felt the Holy Spirit knocking at me that that wasn't what he had for me. It Mm. wasn't his best. And, and the places where I really came into surrender of that. Um, and I handed that back over to the Lord and I, I stopped trying to take the pen from him. I just Mm. let him have it. And I, um, so I, you know, I really try and talk about that too, because I think there's a fear that, that we have, that if we aren't in a relationship that we will be alone Yeah, and, and almost like we'll be stuck in some sort of void. And, uh, in order to avoid that, you know, we might even find ourselves in a relationship where we're not, we know it's not right. Um, but I really try and talk about that in the book as well. And, and focusing, um, really on the relationship with God and, and allowing that to flourish first and then letting him direct the timeline for when he will bring about his choice for other things, uh, and the doors that he will open there. So those are a couple of the things that I, I really tried to hone in on and, um, talk about. And I, I tried to keep it, you know, a lot of it to just, you know, both in spirit and truth. So it is rooted in the Bible. It is founded in truth. Um, but there's also just a lightheartedness to it in a lot of ways too. So it does feel kind of like a coffee date with a big sister. So it you does. Know, it's very conversational. I love I'm it. Glad. Yeah. Cause I don't want anyone to ever feel like it's, it's being preachy or just judgmental because sure. I wanted it to feel really warm and inviting. Um, it yeah, does. So I mean, and if you've got a, a daughter, a teen, a young adult, or maybe you're at a church and you have a small group of girls, I'm going to encourage our youth pastor and his wife, like, Hey, take the girls through it. Maybe over the summer, let's get them copies, like get it in their hands. It will feel like you're just talking to a big sister. So it's not threatening. It's invitational, 
rather than preachy and judgmental. It's a, it's an invitation to really know who they are in Christ, love who they are in Christ, know how loved they are. And once we understand whatever age we are, Callie, when we live loved, then the fruit of that is evident. We live in a scarcity mindset. Like you said, I'm behind or in whatever way, or I'm not enough. Um, that scarcity mindset drives our decisions or Mm -hmm. fear that you've identified drives our decisions. And so it really encourages us to wait well, to know who we are in Christ, to ground our worth in Christ. So get a copy. It's hang in there girl by Callie Logan. You're going to love it. I loved it. And so that's why I wanted to bring her here and let you not only get a chance to read it, but also hear from her. So how can listeners connect with you, Callie? How do you want them? I know you're on all the fun things, TikTok and Instagram. And then where do you want them to go to get a copy of the book? Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's available at Walmart, christianbook.com, um, all those places. It's also available on a lot of, um, you know, it's kind of smaller, not brick and mortar, but, you know, the virtual brick and mortar places online too. And I love supporting small and local businesses like that. So yeah, available at Damn it. And it did really well on Amazon and Kindle. Like you just said, it was in what, like number 13 on Kindle and one of the categories it just released May 1st, guys, it's a brand new resource. So, um, yeah. So tell us about Kindle. How did it do there? That was exciting. That was, oh my golly. If I, I don't know if I've ever been so humbled in my whole life. And Aww. I mean, that clearly. I, um, one of my friends actually contacted me cause he had purchased the book and shot me a screenshot and he was like, Hey, did you take a look at your ranking today? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I <laughs> 13 on nonfiction inspirational, um, on Kindle. And then for new releases on May 1st, it was number two, That's um, amazing for inspirational. And I, there were happy tears. I will say that <laughs> I was so humbled and grateful that just, you know, that, that people were eager and excited to read it. And, um, it's been really great just getting reviews back and, and having people, even, even friends call me and say, Hey, like, even if I didn't know you, God was speaking to me through this book today. And I just wanted to thank mm-hmm. you. And I'm, I'm just thankful that I was able to be a vessel for the Lord. Um, I love it. I love your posture of availability. I mean, you're, your willingness to just kind of surrender as you've talked about to the Lord is just so evident. And you've just kind of lived in this posture of availability. Okay, God, not now. What about this? Okay. I'm listening. And even that's just another sub theme that's emerging from this conversation is guys, whatever age we are, we choose our posture and we can choose a posture of availability to the Lord. And when we continue to stay in that posture, then he opens up the doors whether it's relationships, whether it's career, whether it's um, not now, but at some point, we just have to surrender all of that to him. I'll edit this out. I have a tickle just a second. It's allergies. Our weather is here, there, and yonder. Just a second. I took an allergy pill today because I could feel it. <coughs> but I feel like I've had the same thing. I've had the same thing. There's some it's making it drain. Yeah. Pollinating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what we were almost done, but I'm like, mm, I'm not going to make it. So I'll edit that out. I have a girl that edits my videos. So Carrie edit out all of my coughing and hacking. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So I'll pick up there. 
All right. So guys, Callie is going to pray over us in just a moment, but Callie, I always love to ask this question before we close. And that is other than Jesus, just as you're inspiring people to make life matter, especially young women, make your life matter. You have purpose girls. You have a value and a voice. What person in the Bible other than Jesus has most inspired you to make life matter? Definitely Ruth. I love Ruth. I can't wait to have coffee or tea or what have you with Ruth in heaven. Um, She has inspired me so much. And I look at her and her her posture before the Lord. Hmm. And one of my favorite verses is Ruth 2.12, where Boaz is actually having his first long conversation with her. And he's remarking how she chose to take refuge under the wings of the Lord. And you think about all the possibility that she had an opportunity Mm. to go back to what was familiar at her father's house after her husband died or, you know, venture in to the unknown and different things, but she did what she knew was correct. And she had made a commitment to not just, you know, the family of Naomi, uh, but a commitment to God. And she took Mm. that seriously and, and she followed that through. And it's amazing to see how the Lord covered her truly under his wings, um, And I've drawn so much inspiration from her, Um, just not even being promised anything on the other side, but just doing it because she had made commitment to the Lord and she knew it was right in her heart. Um, And so she has just served as such an inspiration to me. So I can't wait to meet her to just uh, get to have conversation with her and remark what an incredible life she lived. And then thinking about, um, you know, in the line of family tree, what she instilled in Obed, who, you know, of course was Jesse's father, who was David's father in the line of Jesus. And, and you think about that and I'm like, man, that's the kind of wife and mama I want to be that I am helping to, you know, plant seeds and droplets. And so whenever the Lord decides that it is time to, to bring all of that about in my life, I, that is my prayer is to be a mama like Ruth. I love that, Callie. And I can see you in her. I can see that posture of availability, the waiting well, the waiting on God, knowing who she was in Christ, waiting on her Boaz. And there's so many women, young women, especially they want to be in a relationship, but girls don't settle, wait for God's best for you. Just like Ruth did, just like Callie is encouraging you. And normally I close with a scripture, but I really wanted to close with truth that matters today with some words from your book, Callie. So I'm actually going to read the epilogue. I think it really sums up so much of the heart of this book and imagine you've read it, but even just from the conversation, I'm going to ask this question. So where do we go from here? What is next on the agenda? After you leave this little coffee sesh, what are you going to do? Here's what I suggest for all of us. We live radically. We live in such a way that others see Jesus through us. We choose to not merely fall victim to the pitfalls of society or the gaps in church culture logic, but we live each and every day in such a way that we pick up our cross daily and follow him. This requires obedience, but as it says in first Samuel, isn't it interesting? We talked about him today, 1522 to obey is better than sacrifice. This requires being unpopular at times and perhaps even losing friends. Jesus knew this. And in John 15, 18 and 19, he shares, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. And this is why the world hates you. 
He has chosen you. She goes on to say out of this world so that when you are rejected by the world, do not see it as being a Christian. Do not see being a Christian as a mark of shame, but as a badge of honor. Know that he has greater plans for you than what you may even think for those plans are of his eternal kingdom. What a beautiful thing when our efforts pour into the enduring glory of the kingdom and what an honor to be part of such a duty. Stand tall stand firm and stand out for Christ. Start each day knowing the God who holds the universe is holding on to you and holding your story in his hands. No matter what life throws at you, hang in there, girl. You've got this. More importantly, he's got you. Callie, your voice is so needed in our generation. I'm so grateful for you, your life, your posture of availability, your humility. It just oozes out of you. And I'm so grateful because our young girls, this next generation so desperately needs to see women like you standing fearlessly and intentionally for Christ. And uh, guys, go get a copy of hang in their girl. Let's support voices like Callie, give it to your friends, your girlfriends, save it for an early birthday present or Christmas, Christmas present for the young woman in your life. I promise you it will bless them. So Callie, thank you so much for being here. And I would love for you to pray over our listeners as we close. I would love that. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for this opportunity to come and speak and share about um, this book that you, you wrote through me and in my heart. Father, I pray for the listeners today. I pray that they would uh, come to experience you more. And I pray, Lord, that whomever this this message and this book could bless that Lord, you would place it in their hands. Lord, thank you that you have us, that you care about us and that you are with us even till the end of age. And it is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDonatio.com, Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDonatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.